stock up, stock down from the Badgers' first game of the season against Buffalo. Which players improved their stock and which players maybe took a little bit of a hit? You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. I uh, really do appreciate it. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. Today, we're going to get into some stock up, stock down. We're going to do this every after every game this year. Which players, um, you know, the stock is going up a little bit. Which players maybe or do we need to talk about stock down a little bit? And again, it's week one. Like, this is not the indictment on the season, but there is a game we can talk about, and there is film we can watch. This is also relative to the players, right? So Braylon Allen, just for example, is is coming into the season on a higher pedestal than a Ches Malusi, for example. They're being evaluated yeah, a little differently, right? So let's start. Stock up, first player, Ches Malusi. Um, that dude had a game. Uh, it looked like he was shot out of a cannon, super instinctive. They had an 89-yard run. That run really helped break the game open. 12.1 yards per carry, two touchdowns. He was awesome. He looked incredibly fluid. He looked fast. He looked bigger in the Brady Collins after a year with Brady Collins. He looked great. He and this is a guy I haven't been quite as high on on Malusi. Like I liked him. I think I've always said he's a really good, solid backup running back. But he looked like a starting running back, just a starting running back that is behind Braylon Allen now. And if that's the case, you have two two one A guys. Malusi looked great. Stock up. Stock down. Tanner Mordecai. Listen, again, some of this is relative, right? Um, some of this, Tanner Mordecai is coming in with pretty high expectations. Um, we can acknowledge the fact that there was a deep pass drop by Skylar Bell, which would have flipped his stat line a little bit. But here's the thing. That's not an excuse for the second pick. I, I've seen people talk about, well, you know, if he hits Bell, that second pick doesn't happen. But he didn't hit Bell. And then the second pick did happen. That, that second pick, no matter what happened, like the first drop is on Bell. That should have been a touchdown. But – that doesn't give you carte blanche to go and throw an interception, right? It's like in baseball, if your shortstop boots a play as a pitcher, you can't just groove the next pitch down the, the middle of the down the middle of the strike zone and be like, oh, well, whatever. You know, we should have been out of this inning. My shortstop didn't make the play. No, that's not how it works. If you're a six-year quarterback coming in to elevate quarterback play, you can't finish with a touchdown and two picks. Both those interceptions were bad. They weren't a tip, they weren't tip passes. They weren't exceptional plays by the the secondary. Um, there were good plays. I mean, the linebacker on the second one, um, you know, did a great job reading, get his hands up. But those are, those are two bad decisions. 189 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Again, the numbers look better if Bell catches a, a touchdown, but that's not – you don't get to throw that second pick just because your guy dropped a, a, a touchdown pass. I guarantee you Mordecai doesn't think that, right? I, I guarantee you Longo doesn't think that. So stock down on Mordecai. Uh, he has to play better. If the Badgers are going to hit the ceiling that we expect, and if this offense is going to have the year we expect, Mordecai has to play better. Stock up Tucker Ashcraft. Listen, when I we did the offseason show on Ashcraft, we talked about him. I said, built like a redwood tree. Look for him to be a guy who play early. He he looked awesome. He looked like a monster. Second in the team in receiving yards, had a, what was it, a 24-yard reception. He's one of the guys I was joking with, Rajiv. A lot of times, guys are listed on the roster a little bigger than they actually are. They're listed at like 6'6", six, six, but they're actually like 6'4 It feels like they underlisted Ashcraft size, right? Like, it feels like he's – when when you see him out there, he looks like he's like 6'8". I mean, obviously, that's a bit of a hyperbole, but stock way up 
on Tucker Ashcroft. Hopefully, um, I haven't heard I haven't heard anything. Hopefully, he's fine. He got dinged up a little bit, took a shot in uh, below the legs, around the knee area. He looks great. I think we have a starting tight tight end for the next four years in Tucker Ashcraft. I, I loved what we saw there. Um, stock down, Kamoi Latou. Not a good game for Latou. Uh, per, pro, uh, per pro football focus, 25% miss rate, which led the team. Basically, um, he missed about 25% of the tackles he had a chance at. And honestly, it felt worse than that. Some of his misses were glaring. Uh, he's a guy, he's definitely a guy who. You could tell, like many players, was amped up, right? He was coming up for the kill shot. He's a big hitter, a big, fast, physical player. But he he whiffed far too often. And, uh, you know, Buffalo got extra yards because of it multiple times. He has to – if you're going to be playing safety, number one is make the tackle. Number two is, is be an enforcer, right? You don't get to flip those priorities. You don't, you're not an enforcer first and then hope to make the tackle second. You have to be a better tackler than that. And I think some of that will get cleaned up. I think some of that was just a little juiced up opening day. Camp Randall, Fickle's first game, the excitement around the team. He needs to he needs to make those tackles. Uh, he also got burned pretty badly on an end zone uh, reception that went for a Buffalo touchdown. Um, not a good day for Kamoy Latou. Stock down. Stock up. Hunter Wohler. There's a guy. Listen, we talked about safeties, and it was, it was a game of kind of contrasting takes here. Like, Kamoy Latou didn't play well. I didn't think Blaylock played really well either. Gave up a reception that was pretty big. But Wohler, everything we talked about, everything the coaching staff has kind of talked about, the buzzer on the program, uh, led the team in tackles, had 11 total, 10 solo tackles. He looked every bit the part of the big, physical, athletic, imposing safety that can play all over the field. Had a couple really big tackles. Rangy, he's another guy, much like Ches Malusi, who looks really good. After a little bit of Brady Collins, he's a stud. Please stay healthy, Hunter Wohler, for starters, because that's been a weird little issue. But he looked every bit the part of the guy that we've expected. Really, probably that we expected a little bit last year, but that we definitely thought was going to show up on the field this year. Stock way up, Hunter Wohler. Stock down, Skylar Bell. Listen, this one stinks, because you know nobody feels worse about the drop than Skylar Bell, right? Uh, that's just – and imagine that feeling, right? Uh, you know, you're, you're in a stadium. There's 70,000 people. Um, a, a lot more people watching on TV. You can't you can't hide from a bad drop as a receiver. Is my point. Like everybody sees it. It's got to be a very difficult moment to be in. But at the end of the day, you're a D1 receiver. You got to make that catch. That that and that was a big moment. You know, again, I'm not giving Tanner Mordecai a pass on the interception he threw following that drop. But the facts are also that interception doesn't happen if you catch that ball, Skyler Bell. Not only do you end the drive right there with a touchdown, right? You maybe get the offense a little momentum. Maybe that deep shot helps open things up even more. Um, it certainly felt at times like we were a little conservative offensively. Maybe that deep shot would have helped open some more things up. It's just a, it's just a bad drop. You can't, you can't draw passes like that. And in a big game, that could cost you the game. So uh, we've talked about the depth of the receiver room. A drop like that is, is a thing that, that costs you playing time. So there's my three stock up players, three stock down. I got stock up Ches Malusi, uh, a guy that I wasn't high enough on. He looked incredible in this game. I got stock up uh, Hunter Wohler, 11 total tackles, 10 led the defense in tackles. I got stock up Tucker Ashcraft, built like a redwood tree. And I got stock down Kamoyla too. You got to tackle. You got to tackle at this level. I got stock down Tanner Mordecai, uh, partially just due to the expectations, but also what was the biggest question with Mordecai? Is he going to throw picks? His decision-making. Well, there were two picks in this game. That's not a great start. And then I got stuck on Skyler Bell. 
I like Skylar Bell's game. I think he's explosive. Got to catch that pass, though, right? That's a big one. All right, coming up, I'm going to talk about are we overreacting a little bit? Was the defense really as bad as we thought? And uh, kind of the start of this Luke Fickle era, I'm going to take some of your questions. That's coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for friends of the show. Uh, one of the, the newest ones we got is Athletic Brewing. And it's much like Athletic Brewing has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. This player, Hunter Wohler, has changed the game for the Wisconsin Badgers. Ten tackles I talked about. He is an absolute game wrecker. And it's like Athletic Brewing. Both of them are changing their respective games. Athletic Brewing Company makes non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Like that, That's basically the dream, right? We can have the, the taste and the refreshment of the IPAs, the sours, all of the different flavors, and not get drunk, not have the hangover. We can do it anywhere. Uh, before a podcast, during a podcast, while mowing the lawn, while playing lawn darts, between pickup games while I'm out with the boys running 21. Uh, you can use Athletic Brewing for all of that. They're constantly releasing new experimental styles to add to the variety more. And they already have over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours. They are incredible and no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic in store online and at bars around the country. And they're the fastest growing non-alcoholic brewery in the USA. So get on board. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order online. That's code LOCKEDON, and you get 15% off athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions do apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book betting partner of the NFL. It is LOCKEDON sports, bet, sports betting partner. Um, and it is the place to go for all your online sports action, all your online betting action, because nobody does it better than FanDuel. From live, uh, live new, or from parlays to live betting to futures, it is all on FanDuel.com. And right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to jump into FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, I do want to take a second and thank everybody for tuning in. I want to get some questions, some of your questions and thoughts in here. And I got a bunch of them. And I'm going to do probably a bigger wrap-up show, maybe get Justin on that one. But I wanted to get to a couple of them right here. The first one is, I thought this was really good. So a lot of people talked about, are we holding back? What Are, are we being overly conservative? Commandant Clink says, I don't buy any talk about us holding back. There's plenty of film on it. Along with air raid offense is an open book. There's plenty of film on it. Yes, sometimes you may hold back a special player or two for later. But he goes on to say, this is the time to get the Kings out. This is the time to try new things against opponents that aren't very good with new players and a new system. I mostly agree with this with Clink. Now, I don't think this was the final version of the Longo offense in Wisconsin. But I, I also don't think there was some big plan to hold back, scale back. I think they probably wanted to do more than they did, and it just wasn't working. Um, they, they ended up leaning on the running game a little bit more, which by the way is fine. Let's throw that take out there too. This whole offensive concept was always about kind of take what the defense gives you, but now we have the, uh, the ability to hit you in different ways. And if the defense gives you running game, that's what we'll take. Like, so that, in that aspect, this worked fine. Buffalo, you know, they, they struggled containing the run and that's partially because they were more spread out and they had to worry about the pass. Just the threat of the pass opens up the run. That's part of the point here. But to Clink's point, yeah, I don't think Longo is purposely holding a ton back. I just don't think we executed well. I, 
Like, do you really think that Longo – again, Clink's point is correct. Longo's offense, the air raid offense, it's, it's out there on film. It's not some giant Manhattan project secret that we're going to unleash and the world's eyes are going to be destroyed, right? Like, it's out there. I just don't think we executed great. This one's from Badger Pat. Over 500 yards on offense, a passing game to help the run game. I see potential. I agree there's been a lot of change. They will get better. So there's been a lot of variation of this comment. Like, hey, pause, relax, breath. Over 500 yards of offense. It worked. Yeah. I, outside of the turnovers, offensively, I feel pretty good. I, I really do. I, I think it was fine, right? Outside of the turnovers, and I think we'll get better. I think uh, – We'll get better. I think um, the offense will continue to click and gel. I think it was fine. Offensively, I think we were fine. I'm much more worried about the defense and what I saw from that side of the ball than the offense. Again, that you can't have the two picks. But aside from that, I think they're going to get better. I think they're going to execute better. Um, if you if you avoid throwing the picks, though, right? That's the key. And can Tanner Mordecai do that? Uh, several comments again. This is from Jake Iannaro. New coaches, new schemes, new personnel. Give Coach Fix some time. He'll get them there. Again, yeah, I agree. So I made this comment on Twitter. Um, this is what Fickle's first game in Madison. Game one of the Fickle era. Listen, Buffalo's not terrible. That's the other thing. People have been kind of giving me some flack for saying, Buffalo's okay. They're a, they're a seven-win MAC team. They're not terrible. They got a real quarterback. They won a bowl game last year. Um, you know, their coaches put together back-to-back best recruiting classes in the MAC. Don't make no mistake. This is not me saying, like, that was a great test because it's not. But that is also not the equivalent of playing like, I don't know. Um, I try and think of a doormat team, but like Georgia Southern's not, for example, is not quite as good, right? I mean, it's Northwestern is not. I mean, maybe not Northwestern. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to throw out anything there, but like, it's not like playing New Mexico State, for example. Buffalo's okay. They really are, and this is a, a team with new coaches, new scheme, new players. Give it a little bit of time. I think that patience is warranted. However, I do think there are things we can take from this game. We can draw a circle around and say, okay, we can be patient. But, for example, to me, the defense, I'm, I'm a little worried still. Let's see. This is from Sharp. He said, week one is for overreactions. For all we know, Buffalo is going to be the top team in the MAC. Buffalo could be one of the best teams in the MAC. And you are correct, Sharp. Week one is for overreactions. One of my favorite quotes, and I got this from a coaching clinic. They said, listen, and he wasn't specifically talking about week one, but he was saying, the question came up to a coach there, and they said, when do you start to react to what you see on the field? How early in the season, how early in a game? And this quote from this coach at this clinic, and I forget who it was. It was one of Pittsburgh's coaches, basketball coaches. He said something that always stuck with me. He said, react, always react, but don't overreact, right? And what he means by that is there's people that will say, week one, it's fine. It doesn't matter. No, no. Like, you got to react to week one. Like, it's a game. Like, there, there was an actual game played. It's not crazy to, to take some reactions from that, but try not to overreact. I think that's what Sharp is saying here. There is a lot of overreactions that are going to come from week one. That's partially just due to the hype around this program. It, would, it was probably impossible to live up to that hype, and because you can't live up to that hype, there is going to be a bit of a pushback. But keep in mind, this is a 38-14 win in Coach Fickle's first game. That's not bad. They didn't cover. I didn't think they would cover. Rajid didn't think they would cover either. Um, but it, that's not bad. That's okay. Right. That's that's a solid first step. It can't be the only step. There needs to be a second step and a third step. Otherwise, we're going to be in some trouble this year. But that's a solid first step. This one is from Bucky, 2858 and many other people. Defense was hard to watch. Yeah, this is where I wanted to finish. Listen, I I didn't see a whole lot of 
disruption from the front seven. And I know people have made the point, and it's not an incorrect point that Buffalo got rid of the ball quickly. That is true. They also threw the ball 41 times, and we never sacked the quarterback. Like, not every pass was gone in two seconds, is my point. And even even the moments where people are saying, you know, they flushed him out of the pocket, they forced in years past, those were sacks. Those weren't flushing out of the pocket and letting them throw it away. The, those were disruptive plays that we got to the quarterback and put them in second and 17. Make no mistake, there's a huge difference between second and 10 and the quarterback had just had to scramble and throw the ball away and second and 14 and he got put in the dirt, okay? Pressures aren't enough. And I've seen that point made in multiple places. Well, they had five pressures, eight pressures, whatever it is. I need to go back and rewatch the film. I'm going to do that tonight. That's not enough. It's not enough to get pressure. You have to put the quarterback in the dirt, and not every pass was gone in two and a half seconds. Again, Buffalo did a great job of getting rid of the ball quickly. That's reflected in their their total passing yards. Again, 41 dropbacks, zero sacks, that is not a winning recipe. And it, it there's not a, a really good pass rush out there that would be satisfied with that. So I think that's a worry. Not to mention the, the run defense looked a little soft. Buffalo was able to run the ball. Uh, certainly some teams on the schedule, i.e. dot, dot, dot. Minnesota, i.e. dot, 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 Illinois, dot, 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 Iowa, teams that are going to want to run the ball to the middle, we're going to have to deal with those. And outside of a couple really good third and one, fourth and one type stands, outside of those, I thought our run defense up the middle was a little soft as well. So I'm worried about the defense officially. Um, I was worried about it going into the season, and nothing I really saw that first game made me feel a lot better about it. I didn't see a lot of athletic disruptive plays from that front seven. Cheney had a really nice one. Outside of that, I didn't see a lot. Um, so that would be my big worry. I agree with Bucky there. Um, I, I don't listen. The book is not written on anybody after one week, but we can start to narrow down and, and fine tune our narratives and our, our thoughts now that we've seen real football. So anyway, that's my stock up, stock down, a few answers, a bunch more content coming up for all the everydayers on Wisconsin, and we'll talk later. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.